0: Welcome to the Comfort Keepers Davy podcast, where we elevate the human spirit. Here's your host, Christy Gruley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number two of the Comfort Keepers Davy podcast. I'm your co host and producer of the show, Jeremy Wolf, and I'm here with none other than your host. We have the one, the only, Christy Gruley. Christy, how are oh, you doing hey. today? Great Thanks introduction. For for you.
1: Awesome. Awesome introduction there. I don't think yeah. I could fit that all on a business card, but I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how's it going today?
1: It's going really good. It's a nice, pretty day. I'm in Southern Indiana today, actually. It's nice and hot here. Um, probably similar to where you're sitting right now, Jerry. I don't know if
0: it could be as hot as it is down here. We've had a crazy heat wave in South Florida. It's been over 100 degrees and humid. So I don't know how you're doing up there, but it's pretty brutal down here.
1: Well, it's not quite 100, but it's very, very humid. So, all right. I'll give that.
0: No, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I am. Uh, it's Friday. I am looking forward to a nice, relaxing weekend with the family. How about yourself?
1: <laughs> I, on a normal weekend, I'd like to say that it's going to be a relaxing weekend for myself, but in fact it's going to be a lot of work over the next couple days i have some really big things coming up here in my southern indiana location and just a lot of logistics that i need to make sure i have everything planned for for this next week so no rest uh for planning
0: yeah no you're really busy with some stuff and i want to get into that later with you but um you know talking about family right yes i mean i'm i'm 43 years old right my my parents Right. They ain't no spring chickens anymore. (laughs) They're they're getting up there in their years. Right. And I'm curious, like this is something that I've noticed myself now. Like I'll go my 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 mother, my my father in law Like, be driving. And it seems like, you know, um, there's some some concerns there. And I'm wondering, what are some signs that we should be looking for in our elderly loved ones that it might be time to look into maybe getting some help for them?
1: Yeah, it's such a loaded question, daunting venture for any family member and it's a conversation that I have on the phone quite often actually. So, one of the one of the most telling signs and you've already described it a little bit is you notice that something is different, right? We know we know our parents, we know our grandparents really well, especially if we are the primary caretaker. So, once we start to see something start to change, like for instance, let's say that your mom is Always the planner of every party, of every dinner, of Sunday, afternoon dinners, everything. Everything is always done the exact same. And all of a sudden, mom starts to forget. She starts to not have things ready on time. She completely, not completely, but you can just see she's moving slower, right? Mm, Yeah. They often start out very subtle. I mean, and there are days that I just run slower than others. So it's over time. But we just start to notice these little things. When it becomes more noticeable, usually what we're finding is we're, we're realizing that parents are missing out doctor's appointments. We ask them, hey, how was that appointment Monday? And they're like, oh, what? I forgot. Okay, so now we're, we're missing some other details. That's really important for their health and safety. And now we're concerned about are they taking their medication when they should be? Mm-hmm. Or maybe we have an episode with their, maybe they're diabetic. And maybe we have we're starting to see that they're not eating right or well. And we're starting to see that affect their their mobility, their um, mental state, everything. When things start to become forgetful, we get concerned. We also start to see maybe mom isn't doing her hair every day. She's always done her hair, always done her hair and makeup and got dressed up to the nines to just be in the home. Right. We start to see things that were normal to us all the time not be there. Maybe they're having a hard time doing those things. They don't know how to ask for help. That's usually the the biggest battle that we find when we have this conversation. And it has to be approached each person so differently, but with a lot of empathy, a lot of love coming from the place of, I want to make sure you're cared for. I'm not here all the time. I want to make sure that you're safe. How can I help? Right. It's usually the very first conversation that starts to happen. And honestly, that's when a lot of the family, um, usually it's the oldest child, like I'm the oldest child, they start to do the research, right? It's just like laid on us to start to look. We start researching what are our options um, and conversations can go on for months with our loved one who insists that they don't need help. So it's a very gentle kind of conversation that will evolve over time and it has to start at some point because when you get to when you get to the stage where all of a sudden now mom is not able to care for herself it's gone too far and that's at that time that's when most families get incredibly stressed with what are we going to do and it's reached a level where oftentimes home health is overlooked And they are then looking at assisted living facilities or nursing homes when really the conversation could have started a lot earlier just to kind of plant those seeds. And we could have been there. We could have been there to start helping um, much earlier to keep them in their home a lot
0: longer. Man, you touched on so much there. I mean, goodness. (laughs) It's huge. You know, from open, like communication is is tough with relationships that we have and, and talking about opening that up from a place of love and understanding and incrementally introducing yes. that and not waiting until it becomes too much of a problem where your only option at that point is to go, go straight to the assisted living or nursing home, right? And then they're completely plucked out of their place. And yeah. that that type of change is, is traumatic on somebody. So to, to gradually do this process, you know, oftentimes they could stay, I'd imagine they could stay at their home yeah. for a lot longer, if not until, oh, until they're- so much. Right. Yes. So yeah, that's really
1: and honestly, I've approached it so many different ways with different families, just depending on what the dynamic is. Like are your are the family members actually in town with their loved one? Are they calling me from out of state? And I we have been very creative in being introduced to a loved one as a friend of the family. Sometimes that is the best approach versus I'm coming in as an agency to help you, yep. because usually the first thing that we run into is a wall. I can do it. They're worried about me. They don't need to worry about me. They don't need to pay for this. Like, it's just, we can all hear the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Especially the
0: elder generations, right? They're extra stubborn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But being able to ease into it with grace and... When we're involved much earlier, then it becomes a lot more successful because it really is, again, all about building relationships. So we're happy to meet with people in their home just to be as a friend of the family. How can we help you? What is something? And oftentimes when our elderly community hears or has a notion of an agency coming in, in their mind, they're seeing themselves as incapacitated. I'm going to sit in this chair. I'm not going to move. They're going to do everything for me. And that's not what they want. We want them to be independent. We want to help aid in their independence. So being able to have that conversation to say, we're not just here to help you get out of bed and help you get dressed. We're here to do everything else that may pose a risk to you, staying in your own home. And My guess is that because you love this beautiful home that you've lived in your entire life, this is where you want to be. And just being honest with our elderly generation, too, telling them, like, let's take this stress off of the people that love you so much. They want you to have extra help. And because they're not here, they're carrying that. So let us come in and help take that away from both of you guys and just ease into it.
0: That makes so much sense. So let, let's say, you know, I'm in that situation, right? And um, thankfully I'm not yet, but I'm certainly, it's on, on the radar. Um, and I noticed something with the parents and I start that conversation and I start doing some research. Again, I, before we met, I was, my thought process was, yeah, they go as long as they can. And then when mm-hmm. they can't, if they can't take care of themselves anymore and you can't take care of them, you know, yeah. you send them to assisted living. So like, where should they go for resources? Like, what if, what would you say to somebody? Maybe they're like, well, maybe I don't think I can afford to hire yeah. Personal care to come and take care. Of. Like, what do I do right. then? Like, what resources right. are available? How should somebody start that process of kind of looking into this?
1: Again, we could do like full episodes on just <laughs> these two questions that you've asked me. So, I I think depending on again the needs that a loved one is, is seeing of their of their family member, one of the first things that most people would want to talk to is their their primary care physician, right? Talk to talk to the doctor to find out at what medical level your loved one is at because in-home health is, is divided, right? We've got a skilled side and we've got us who come in and we can't replace a nurse. So if your loved one is at the, the level of care that does require a nurse, then that's separate, but that's a conversation that needs to happen with, with the doctor. I think that most of our local resources are gonna come from our, you know, aged and disabled websites, um, gosh, AARP. There's so many other senior related resources to help guide people with the conversations. Our website, great conversation starters. And again, gently talking. Depending on if an individual has served our military, then you have phenomenal resources with the VA hospital. I'm um, being able to talk about what services they cover, what they can and cannot. Even surviving spouses of veterans can receive these benefits. So there's there's a lot through different insurance networks. Most people are surprised to know that they've also been paying into insurance plans that specifically cover this. That they've been paying paying their employer for years and I had years. No idea. No idea. And it's almost like a nest egg. It's here and it's to use. And if you don't use it, it's just there. So being able to call your insurance agent and say, these are the needs that either my parents are looking for, or if you are the individual seeking services, calling your insurance agent, is this something that my plan could possibly cover? Those are the conversations that are phenomenal and And often aid again in further resources, um, especially when somebody's worried about the overall cost. And again, if you ease into it, you know people can start out with one day, one day of care a week, just to see how much it helps them. And then Mm -hmm. as time goes on, should that increase, then conversations can still happen about okay, what what do we need to continue to do? How can we financially plan for this? Um, So there's a there's a lot of conversations that can happen with those specific.
0: agents. Yeah, we we definitely touched on a, a lot of subject. I mean, we could probably talk for hours upon end, but really? we'll have to we'll definitely save some of this stuff for <laughs> sort of for future episodes. Uh, but yeah. I know that you, you mentioned earlier you, you weren't gonna have a chance to Get that downtime over the weekend. You got a lot going on in your community uh, out in Indiana, and obviously you got your new location here locally in Davie. But please share share with us. I know you're very excited about what's going on. Tell us a little bit about what's on the horizon um, with this whole prom situation. Please share. Oh
1: my gosh! Seriously, I I couldn't be more excited about being busy over the weekend for this exact this exact thing that we're working on. Um, We had spoke earlier in another podcast about my community involvement and wanting to have that. And that is exactly the case. So this is just an example of what one of my other locations, what we're doing. So in our Southern Indiana location, we are hosting the first ever community Wide senior prom. So, this is for all of our patients, all of my field staff, um, roughly 200 combined, plus independent living centers. So, again, people that I'm not personally connected with, but we want to include every senior in this area. I have so many people that are coming. We're planning for around 300. So, first ever, we want people to come and have fun. We want there to be a sense of community. Um, I have a photographer, a videographer, I've got balloons, and what's prom? without a DJ and (laughs) I'm Serious Flowers. We The community has come together and it's just such an incredible thing to see. I have volunteers from agencies that we partner with regularly. Plus, you know, all of us admin, we're so excited to see patients and our caregivers all dressed up and truly just make make an afternoon um, next Tuesday, having the first senior prom because I can't even tell you, Jeremy, it gives me goosebumps to talk about it because I have so many patients who are calling this week and they're so excited and they're like, I just went out and I, I'm excited to come out and get dressed up. I've not had a reason other than going to a doctor's appointment. And I am so excited in the middle of a hot July to get dressed up and to come and have fun and, and have food and dance and pictures. That's what we're all about right elevating the human spirit and this is a big way that we're elevating our entire community's experience uh, their spirit and i can't wait to do it um, when we have our roots planted even more in florida just to see how this evolves
0: so excited i, I can't wait i mean i'm goodness you <laughs> the passion is just oozing out of like you're talking about all this and i'm getting all warm and fuzzy inside like yeah. it's such a wonderful thing Yes. that you're doing for the community. Um, and it just sounds like it's, I wish you the, the best. I wish I could come. I'm not there, but, uh, <laughs> I know you're going to have an amazing event and, um, nice. I can't wait to see you, uh, replicate that down here in, you know, in my neck of the woods. So I can't awesome. Wait. Christy is always a pleasure talking thank to you, you. and, and, and learning about, um, everything that you're doing. It's just fantastic. So, uh, you know, so the, until next time, thank you everybody for listening and, um, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank Comfort you. Comfort Keepers Davey Podcast. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Comfort Keepers Davy Podcast. For more information, visit ComfortKeepers.com or call 954 947 7927.